funny. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Future Thinking. This evening's episode is going to be hosted by myself, Alicia Houlihan. Myself and Laura are going to take it in turns each week, or some weeks we may do an interview together, but each week we are going to take it in turns with different people and different special guests and things like that. So firstly, I would just like to open up today's episode and say thank you all so, so much for the support on last week's episode. Really and truly, it means the world to both Laura and I, and honestly, we can't put into words how much to thank you all. So this week's special guest is going to be someone that I've worked with on various projects before and someone that really motivates and inspires me every single day. This week's guest is going to be someone for at 20 years of age is extremely successful and only has a world of many opportunities coming towards their way. Um, she's from Moat in County Westmeath and she studies law and society in DCU. My special guest this evening is going to be the one, the only, Deborah Fakea. Deborah, hello. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope you're well. Hi Alicia, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you. We've been friends for so many years now, so this is like the most natural thing in the world for the two of us, I think. Oh, honestly, like it, like when I was even thinking myself of someone to have as a special guest, I, 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 was, I knew straight away, I, I said this to you before the call, I knew it was you straight away because someone, I think the moment we met, we just instantly clicked. We, we just like there is like there's like a small age gap between us but I remember just kind of like sliffing into this really comfortable relationship like we'd known each other for years and I think a big yeah. part of that is probably just the fact that we can relate so much on the kind of activities that we've been doing since we were young and Definitely. there's not many people who kind of do the things we do so it's nearly like a little thing that bonds us together even though we get it on really it, it bonds us together it's amazing so for those of you who do not know Deborah. Deborah and I met on it was two years ago now probably which feels crazy because it feels like it was it was like a lifetime ago but Deborah and I were involved in a really exciting project where we both represented Ireland for a project to do with the National Youth Card Association based in Brussels we were we were to motivate and inspire younger people to vote in the up coming European elections at the time and I would just like to mention as well Deborah is the president of YouthWork Ireland so as I said there previously Deborah you're very successful for your age and you only have a world of opportunities coming towards you so I would really kind of like to open the floor here to you and just say maybe would you like to talk a bit about yourself and maybe tell people about Deborah Fakea and who it is that you are and what do you do. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for the lovely introduction. <laughs> Every time you say special guest, it makes me really feel like a special guest. Um, you are, though. <laughs> so I guess to just like give a little bit more context, like, like you said, I'm 20. I study law. Um, I'm just after coming off uh, my first year, after taking a gap year, after finishing the Leaving Cert. So yeah. secondary school feels like a long time away now. But secondary school was when I really first got started with volunteering and with activism or with, you know, um, youth activities, wh whatever you want to call it, really, it all kind of falls under the same umbrella. Um, I think yeah. I was, I think I was like 15 or 16 when I first got involved. Wow. And it's funny now because that's like what, like most of my formative teenage years and I really don't think I would be the same person I am if I hadn't had all these really amazing experiences that I kind of really fell into because none of this was really yeah. planned it was never like I put up my yeah. hands and 
I want to be a volunteer or youth activist or any of that. It just kind of happened. <laughs> it just, it, it, and as we were saying in the previous episode, it's when you get your foot in the door, it's, it's a world of opportunities out there and it's amazing. It's, it's really so exciting. And I think when we met, you were in Leavenser at the time. So I remember, I remember the, the stress, that leave insert stress, but also I do remember you saying that you were going to take a gap year and I, you know, crazy to think that that was even two years ago, like time has absolutely flew, but you've achieved so much in that time alone. COVID did not stop you, Deborah. You were still online speaking at various different seminars and events. You definitely are someone that really motivates and inspires me. And I think even the organization that you're the president of, YouthWork Ireland, would you even like to talk a bit about that and maybe what it is that organization does? Because I do know that they work with charities to do with young people in Ireland. So you're representing nationally many young people all over Ireland. So I would like to hear a bit more about it if you'd like to talk about it. I would be happy to. So Youth Work Ireland is an organization that's an umbrella body of 21 different member youth services so they're based all around the county all around the country in different counties um so this pre-pandemic figures you know every week they were working with over 100,000 young people throughout their different clubs and their different projects um you know obviously the pandemic has put a real dampener on things but digital youth work has kind of always been a growing space for the last kind of like four or five years. So we're kind of lucky at Youth Work Ireland that we were able to really jump right into that. And, you know, like you said, yeah. the world stopped. Youth work didn't really stop. Um, there's been webinars, seminars, even just like casual chats that aren't so formal. Just everything, I suppose, yeah. to the mission of the organization going, because at the end of the day, our aim is to support and be a representative voice for young people all across the country across Europe so that's what we try and do it's it's so amazing especially considering that there was a pandemic you guys didn't stop there you weren't like you know this isn't we're going to I think adapt and change to new ways that you can interact and engage with young people and I think that that's amazing because I have done a little bit of work with Youth Work Ireland just on the campaign that we were running in Ireland uh, two years ago and I have to say I It was an amazing organization to work with and I'm excited in the future to work closely with them again. There was so much support there for people who were, you know, working for them and volunteering with them. And I think with that comes like amazing feelings of gratitude towards anyone that you would work with along the way. But um, I have a few questions for you, just for you to kind of answer and talk a bit more about. But the first one is going to be, why do you think volunteering is important? Well, for me, that's a really funny question because, you know, when you think of volunteering, you really think about giving your time and sacrificing your your talents and your abilities to see what you can give and do for others. But honestly, when I think about volunteering, even though I am giving my own time, I honestly get so, so, so much from it. You know, like I said, I was 16 when I started and it really has given me so many opportunities to really feel like not only am I developing my own skills and helping to kind of forge a path for myself but just meeting so many incredible people along along the way and being able to feel like I'm a small tiny part of their journey and then feeling like that about me in return so it's an amazing feeling it really is and I think the real kind of crux of why volunteering 
is important at the end of the day is that it's just really important work that has to be done and you know one of those common phrases that people throw around that all the time is how money makes the world go round and it does and that's kind of unfortunate because there's not always yeah. money that are really important so yeah. did you say it's the root of evil as well so that's probably where that comes from <laughs> that's nearly a more kind of accurate description because mm-hmm. a lot I agree with you a lot of the volunteering that we do is are is with young people who are maybe from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and wouldn't yeah. have opportunities that they do now if it wasn't for youth work and if there wasn't people who were you know willing to put up their hands and say you know what I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to help this organization work alongside them and give my time so that young people like us who maybe yeah. are not to be able to be in the kind of the the structures of these organizations can at least take part and benefit from the services so for me it's kind of about closing the gap that is so kind of prevalent in our society and you know I feel like every single day we're hearing reports about the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, poor getting poorer. there's so little that us as an individual citizen feels like they can do you know we we're not senators we're not tds we're just and we don't get trained <laughs> trained we don't get paid what we do is just something that we've kind of been able to hone and develop over time so i think mm-hmm. when i think about issues that are really important to me and i think how can i make a difference the main way I see is to lend my time and my voice, anything that I may happen to have a kind of specialty in. I just really want to say like, I want this issue to be better and I'm going to work towards making it better. Wow. So Deborah, that was the first question and you have me really emotionally feeling like that. Even that just resonates with me so much. And I think like, it's so admirable, like you're 20 years of age and you know, this, these are what you stand for, these things. And I, it's amazing because that even just resonates with me so much, you know, that, that we are giving a platform for everybody to just have the same opportunities. At the end of the day, it shouldn't be where you're from or what you're doing or who, who you are, or what do you like or dislike. It's everybody should have the same opportunities. And moving forward, we should be able to build that and bridge that gap so amazing like such a brilliant answer like wow feeling me in my feels (laughs) so the gearing up by the end of the call (laughs) I mean like honestly the two was like (laughs) (laughs) but so the second question is so obviously as you said you from a young age you've been very involved in volunteering and youth work do you remember the first moment for you that you had been involved in youth work and volunteering where you just kind of knew and it clicked with you that you had said, you know, I know that I can make an impact or you had seen something that you were like, you know, I feel like this could make a difference. This could really help with this. Do you have any maybe memories or stories of a moment that really clicked for you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times with youth work, there's a lot of discussion around tokenism and it can kind of be a worry for a lot of people involved in the face in the space sometimes because you might have meeting with stakeholders or with, with politicians and TDs and you might be feeling like, 
am I here because they value my opinion and they value my voice or am I here because they want a photo op with a young person so they can put it on their yeah. social media like oh you know look how good I am at listening to my community and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. it can be kind of hard sometimes to feel like you're actually seeing tangible results but one project where I really was kind of like wow so not only did I see this from the growth stage but now I'm seeing it in like the realization like I'm seeing it being made a reality was the pro- was a, a relationships and sexuality education project that I worked on with Youth Work Ireland so every year every two years Youth Work Ireland chooses a new top well Youth Work Ireland doesn't choose the topic young people who are involved in the member youth services choose the topic through a consensus okay so um young people vote every two years at a conference and they they choose from topics to do with equality climate change uh homelessness it could be pretty much anything and one of the years where I started to get really heavily involved was a project to do with sex ed so I remember at the beginning of getting involved I kept thinking to myself oh my god like I'm like 17 I don't even feel comfortable saying the word sex in front of all these adults this is so uncomfortable what am I doing so true though it's like mega cringe super ox like kill me now because the the sex ed we got in school as well was you know no no shade to our schools but it wasn't you know it was it was the bare minimum it was the bare minimum and that was kind of the real problem so through the member youth services you know there had been a, a lot of talk about how the sex ed curriculum hadn't changed nearly 20 or 30 years um and what was there really not fit for purpose so Youth Work Ireland did a survey where they basically just gauged reactions from young people about the current curriculum and like the results were shocking I don't have them off head but there were some like really scary stuff about you know how x percent of young people are getting all their sex ed from porn and about how how excluded LGBT young people felt because there was no mention of of type of relationship that they were in in the curriculums and you know at the same time that was all going on there was a lot of talk about the Belfast rape trial the Cork rape trial consent yeah. all these you know buzzwords were really becoming super prevalent and they just weren't reflecting at all so Youth Work Ireland kind of embarked upon this campaign to reform RSE so relationships and sexuality education and to not just make it so kind of clinical and biological about you know um, you know a, a sperm fertilizing an egg you know but to make yeah, it kind of like, like a holistic you know like to teach about positive healthy relationships and you know how to how to spot abusive relationships and what not to tolerate and gaslighting and emotional manipulation and all these things that are so important for young people it's very and very relevant today you know and I think that that that's really interesting because it makes it really I don't know if the word is relatable but it does make it so that younger people can understand it in a better sense as as you said rather than so clinical and buzzwords that you know like jargon that people don't understand exactly and you know young people are growing up more quick than their predecessors ever were you know we have social media we have phones we've got all the information in the world right at the touch of a button and young people are getting into relationships and they are having sex and instead of being so kind of like overly conservative and like you know 
averting your eyes and pretending it's not happening why not just have like really productive inclusive discussions and make sure that if they are getting into relationships and having sex that they're doing so armed with you know a nice amount of knowledge right and at least they know then going forward how to do it properly and how to be safe Exactly. So after kind of a few months of campaigning, like um, there was there was a lot of different kind of strategies and levels to the campaign. So there was the survey and then a report was published based on the results from that. And then there was some press, you know, it's always great to get the media involved because when the media are talking about something, then the government is listening. So yeah, that's not well. Yeah. So the most kind of like really special thing for me to see was that we had this idea we took it we run with it we ran with it we knew it was going to be controversial because oh my god sex sex. but then after about five six months of kind of campaigning continuously the nccc the ncca i always trip that one off um it's in (laughs) National Council for Curriculum and Assessment appointed Youth Work Ireland as a critical friend in their development of a new curriculum. So they were basically saying, We see you, we hear you, and you're right. The yeah. curriculum, and you're right. It's not fit for purpose. We're going to change it, and we want you to help us and to kind of be the guiding hand and to, for the young people that Youth Work Ireland work with to really have an input and a say in making their new curriculum. And so I kind of worked heavily on that project and trying to represent young people's voices as best as I could and represent my own yeah. voice. Yeah, so that was something that was really, really special for me. Wow, and like, but that's, you know, and even that, you know, that's something so huge. And it makes such an impact to so many people's lives, you know, like in and, you know, even you were saying the topic itself is, was it a taboo? But really moving forward, this is how it should be. You know, like we should be more open minded and conversations about many topics should be had. And I think with that, you know, the whole topic itself on speaking on subjects like that and moving forward in terms of all topics, it kind of helps me into my next question. And that is that you talk about issues nationally and internationally on a lot of topics that should be highlighted in today's society. And they can range from many things, from things that may be more lighthearted to things that are very serious in today's world. But could you give advice for someone who maybe asks their opinion on something and that they might not fully understand or that they they don't really know, to be honest, the answer? I think there's a lot of misinformation online and on social media. Could you maybe just give advice for yourself? Because you're someone who's, you're very, you're so full of knowledge. You know, you're someone who I just, I really, I cannot explain if anyone takes anything from this. It's that, like, I just really admire you as a person. And it's, do you have any maybe recommendations on what to say or what to do in terms of anyone listening today on certain topics moving forward? I think one of the biggest things for me is that it's really okay to say, I just don't know. It's always, always preferable to put up your hand and say, look, I'm actually just not that informed on this. I haven't done the reading. I haven't done the research. I'm not from, I'm not a member of the community that you're talking about right now. And I can't give you an answer. Because I think one of the things that I hate to see the most in, whether it's the activist space or the youth work space, is people from different communities trying to speak for other communities so for example yeah 
women, I'm a member, I'm, I'm a member of the LGBT community. Those are topics and areas where I feel really comfortable in. And I can say, oh, for myself as a black person, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, never try and you know represent the experience of someone who is uh, you know, who's a member of the traveling community or someone who yeah. comes an inner, an inner city Dublin suburb and they want to speak about their experience to do with that you know it's just so important yeah. I think to stay in your lane and to not yeah. try to on everything because really you're an expert on your own experience and that's you know sometimes people say that sometimes if I'm speaking at an event or something they describe me as an expert on youth work or this that or the other but really I'm just yeah. an expert on my own life and the things that I've experienced yeah what's important to me so that's all I can really speak to and I think everyone should kind of take that same approach where moving you, forward you know you don't need to be pressured to be and to be an expert on everything or to feel like you need to consume every bit of news or every bit of media because yeah it can be really traumatizing sometimes so if you stick to your own lane and stick to what you know and stick to what you're good at you won't really have to worry about any you know negative consequences well there might be some negative consequences to worry about yeah but I, of course because there's always going to be that in today's world but. but you can just be kind of comfortable in the knowledge that you're not talking over anyone and you're not spreading any information misinformation because like you said there is a lot out there because with people trying to raise awareness wires will always get crossed and that's unfortunate definitely and I think when people don't hold up the hands to just say I think it like as you said more beneficial to just say look I'm not very informed on the topic I do need to just get more information and then form an opinion at the moment I think it is as you said better to just say I'm not informed on the topic rather than not saying anything at all though because sometimes that's where misinformation as well can also be sucked in because you know you're just not willing to do anything at all so really good answer you know really really logical answer but you know and as I said in today there's so much information so spread across online that that can be kind of hard you know to find that answer sometimes so brilliant answer so I also got a question then the last day to me and I thought that I would ask it on to you and I thought it would be a great topic to have in this podcast or this series to say it is so you know obviously we're very involved in volunteering and it is you know do we encourage our friends to get involved in volunteering and you know if we do what advice would we give to someone to give to their friends if they would like to get them involved in volunteering? So the question was, I have been volunteering for a year now and I would love to get my friend involved, but I don't know how to approach it. Advice, please. Because I think as I was kind of saying before, you know, um, moving forward, we do need to be more open-minded about topics, but I guess not saying that people don't want to volunteer because I'm sure people do. And I hope that people would like to, especially after listening to this, but I do know some people that just, it's just not them. It's just, maybe they don't have the time or something like that. But I, I myself always try to maybe motivate and inspire my friends, but how do you, you know, maybe try and say to your friends, Oh, let's get involved in this without sounding too pushy and too, you know, trying to drag people in to do it. Or do you do that? I mean, I think a lot of it sometimes just happens really organically. Um, so it really comes based on what people are interested in, what people appreciate. So if I had a friend who I knew wasn't super interested in politics or anything, I would never really kind of overstep my boundaries and say like, oh, you really need to inform yourself about this or you really should get involved yeah. with this. You know, 
each to their own. But if they happen to be, you know, really against fast fashion and really all about animal welfare or climate change, then, you know, mm-hmm. I would sustainability say, and yeah, I would say like, oh, there's a there's a there's a space for you, too, because I think <laughs> youth work or activism as a little bit narrow, but literally whatever you are interested in there is someone out there who is also interested in it and someone out there who's trying to be a mover and a shaker in the field and to form a collective because you know when there's you know in in number in power there's numbers in number yeah in power there's in power there's numbers is that (laughs) saying that wrong I think it's in 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 number in number (laughs) that took us (laughs) too long it took us it took us embarrassingly long <laughs> to get that after this we'll be like oh my gosh I cannot believe we just did that <laughs> and we got there yeah, so this is it there's never any kind of issue that that's singular you know even if you think oh I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the world who cares about this you're really not and social media is one of the best ways to find other like-minded people like that. Twitter is a great one. Even Facebook, even though yeah. Facebook's a little bit gone, people still use Facebook to organize and yeah. it is super helpful. So I would just yeah. always encourage anyone, if there's something you really care about and you feel like you can give it, you don't even need to give it your all because, you know, that's that's a lot to ask for someone. People are busy. People have jobs, yeah. college, work, you know, yeah. siblings families to care about there's so much going on in people's lives but even if you feel like you could give an hour of your time a week an hour of your time yeah find an organization because I guarantee they want you as much as you want them it's yeah it will just be 100 percent and I think we were saying you know in the last episode that a lot of the times all of the time the organization will do everything in their power to get you set up and organized so I love that you had uh, like you had mentioned that there's so many platforms out there that you can find someone who has the same interest as you it's just find something that you're interested in and there will be an organization or a charity that stands for it it could be something as I said really lighthearted. like it could be sport it could be a local GAA club not saying that that's smaller but as in it could also be on the flip side it could be a topic that is something a lot more serious and stands for something with more issues yeah so yeah definitely like I love that answer as well I completely agree it's find something you're interested in and there's going to be something on Facebook on social media on emails text messages your aunt probably knows their cousin you know like Ireland is a very small country so (laughs) connected in in somewhere or another you'll you'll find the connection to them it's not what you know it's who you know Deborah. (laughs) but so my final question for you is you like myself you're a very busy lady so both of us very much agree that putting yourself first is a priority and it is something that we would like we would like to really highlight in this series and you know explain that volunteering is important but at the end of the day you do need to put yourself first so what are some of your favorite things to do when you're winding down so what's your favorite way to chill out yeah I love that you asked me that because it's such an important question especially you know such an important question you're dealing with really heavy topics and you're volunteering you know so I've worked on you know things to do with racism homelessness mm-hmm. that stuff we talked about all of that it can be quite heavy quite taxing quite draining yeah. When I step away from that, I want the most garbage, mindless thing I can find. And for me, like yeah. my escape reality TV, I just 
love it like you know sometimes I feel a bit like not embarrassed but you know a lot of people say like oh I like to um I like to bake or I like to paint or I like to read draw and even though I like doing all those things I really like I'm really yeah. I like bake well the gyms when they were open yeah (laughs) yeah this is true but at at the end of the day I really like to just shut off and to just watch housewives argue all day it's oh 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 literally like there's nothing better than just I love putting on a series that you don't need to have watched the episode before to understand you can just you can be like like painting your nails cleaning your room and you can just have it on in the background it's just more of a Brooklyn Nine-Nine the new girls the track the stupider the better and not to say those shows are stupid but you know they're not heavy they're not hard-hitting they're just exactly because as we said you know the topics that we're dealing with are very they can be quite heavy now they can be very light-hearted as well but you know, sometimes it can be like more serious when you're working in an organization with young people who come from all different stages of life. So it's, it is very important to look after yourself and make sure you're, that you're at the number one priority. But is there anything, you know, so to finish off this series and I, or this episode, and I really enjoyed this chat with you. I absolutely loved it. It is, you know, if there is any message that you would like to portray to anyone out there, what is that message you know is there anything that kind of have you ever heard anything before that you're kind of like you know I feel like just even in terms of it could be in terms of you know positive mental health like putting yourself first or is it just you know something that you saw this week that you were like you know what like I feel like that's something I would like someone else to know one of my favorite phrases that I hear a lot of the time in youth work is nothing about us without us so to me that really means if you see an issue out there that you feel is affecting you and the people who are at the helm of that issue and who are making the most noise about that issue seem to be seem to be people who aren't directly involved you can put up your hand and say look i think i respect what you people are doing but how guided are you how informed are you because i think in ireland especially there's not a huge black population um mm-hmm. with everything that we've seen in the media in the last year or so with the murder of George and Kencho here, with the murder of George, George Floyd in America, a lot of groups have been popping up right, left and center, anti-racism groups. And, you know, that's really positive. That's great to see. But at yeah. the end of the day, they need to remember who they're representing. And if they're a yeah. white, cisgender, straight, able-bodied person, then they need to kind of look at themselves and say, I want to do everything I can to help advance the cause of this movement but am I the person who really needs to be the face of it you know do I need to be standing yes the photo op so that's something I guide myself with nothing about us without us I don't want to see someone talking about race issues if they're not not if they're not black but if they're not you know grounded in the black experience I don't want to see a straight person front of an LGBT movement these movements need to be centered in the people from those communities with allies supporters also included but not necessarily taking up the most space if you know what I mean and 100% so you know and as you kind of I think you had said previously it's kind of bringing that back to you know kind of knowing where your lane sits and of course not saying that you can't stand for something that's not in your lane of course but it's should you be the face of it if it's not something directly 
affecting you know believe in it and stand with it but you know as you said that's where the misinformation then lies because people can be standing and being the face and trying to make it about themselves rather than the actual topic itself and I think I love that I've never heard of that before and I'll definitely anyone listening will definitely take it on with them into the future but as I said I really loved this chat Deborah. um you and I have been really good friends from the first moment we met we just clicked I think we met at the airport did we <laughs> Something crazy like that. It was probably 6 a.m. We're probably like rushing onto a flight. No, actually, funny story. It was, I think you you nearly missed the flight. Did I? I remember we were like just about to get on the flight and you came like around the corner and we were like, hi. And I was like, you're the other Irish representative. And you were like, yes, for you. And the new person was like, cool. <laughs> oh, I, why do I have no memory of this? I was probably on such high adrenal- adrenaline that it completely slipped my I, mind. I actually think I don't know why I actually think you were getting off another flight from something I don't know why I feel like oh, I do I, I feel like I, I, I just feel like that yeah. Is that yeah and like but that was the first time we met we instantly clicked you know like we have been on trips to Prague and Brussels together and people who both follow our social handles um would definitely know both of us and obviously how close we got over that time and like I'm so grateful for you as a friend I really really admire you and I'm so happy that you joined me on this episode and anyone who listened here this evening will definitely be motivated and inspired by you but yeah so that's everything Deborah. thank you so much for joining me this evening everyone thank you so much for listening and next week we will be joining you again with another episode of Future Thinking but for now I will be all leaving you And thank you everyone for listening. And yeah, thank you so much. And 